Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by and welcome to the Pinduoduo Third Quarter 2021 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in the listen-only mode. After the speaker's press prepared remarks, there will be a question and answer session. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to your host for today's call, Mr. Changpeng. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, operator. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Chen, and I will help host the earnings call today. Pinduoduo earnings release was distributed earlier and is available on our website at investor.pinduoduo.com as well as through global newswire services. Before we begin, I would like to refer you to our safe harbor statement in earnings press release, which applies to this call as we will make certain forward-looking statements. Also, this call includes discussions of certain non-GAAP financial measures. Please refer to our earnings release, which contains a reconciliation of the non-GAAP measures to GAAP measures. Joining us today on the call are Chen Lei, our Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, Tony Ma, our VP of Finance. Lei will make some general remarks on our performance for the past quarter and our strategic focus going forward. Tony will then elaborate further on specific strategic initiatives and take us through our financial results for the third quarter and its September 30th, 2021. After that, we will open the floor to questions from analysts. During the Q&A session, Lei will answer questions in Chinese, and Preston will help translate. Please kindly note that all translations provided are for ease of reference only. In case of any discrepancy between the original remarks and translated version, statements in the original language should prevail. Now, it is my pleasure to introduce our Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, Chen Lei. Lei, please go ahead. Thank you, Chen. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining our result announcement for the third quarter of 2021. Our total revenue for this quarter Excluding revenue for the merchandise sales was RMB 21.4 billion. This represents a year-only increase of 55%. Our annual active buyers reached 867.3 million for the 12 months ending on September 30th. Over the quarter, average MAU increased to 741.5 million. Pinduoduo turned six last month. We are grateful for opportunities to serve our users, farmers, merchants, and everyone who has interacted with us in the past six years, and we hope to continue serving them. It has been over a year since I took over as a CEO and half a year as chairman of the board. Over this period, we have been busy working on a transition, which I'm happy to report has been gradual and on track. There are two major things to this transition that has been happening behind the scenes. The first is grooming younger talent and leaders, and the second is shifting to more focus and investments in R&D from a previous focus on sales marketing in the first five years. And now, let me elaborate. First, on grooming younger talent and leaders. Since the beginning of last year, we have witnessed many of our younger team members 
stepping up to take more responsibility. These young men and women demonstrated their core value of commitment to our users. When COVID-19 first struck and disrupted our daily lives, many among our young team immediately took actions to source essential supplies and deliver to users in need. When heavy rain struck Henan in July, they sprang into action to source out-of-stock goods and coordinated logistics so that our users would not run out of daily necessities. This unforeseen event has accelerated their maturity and sense of servanthood to our users and society, who have been encouraged to see more with potential to become future leaders of our business. They make practical business decisions and actually them soundly, exceeding our expectations. I'm proud able to work alongside with this young team. Despite their age, many of them have been with the company for a number of years and have matured on the job. They are shaping the future of this company. Young talent bring creativity and vigor and constantly innovate. You will see more of them taking on critical roles in the next 6 to 12 months as we continue to create opportunities for them to step up. And the second, shifting to more focus and investment in research and development. We are already serving 867 million users. To leverage on our strength of having a management with years of engineering training, we have been increasing our research development investment this is a significant shift in strategy from our first five years when we were focusing much more on sales and marketing. Agriculture has been the main thing and the backbone of our business since the very beginning. When we saw an opportunity to create value by bringing agriculture into a digital economy, trained as engineers, my team and I have devoted ourselves to find technology solutions to implement across the agricultural supply chain. We have only scratched the surface after six years. There is still much more for us to do in agriculture, especially with technology. Therefore, we plan to deepen our investment in tech-enabled agricultural solutions to address critical needs in this sector. This includes, first, bringing more agricultural products and agricultural communities into the digital economy, and second, further improving efficiency in agriculture supply chains to meet user demand and reduce waste. Over the past six years, Pinduoduo has provided consumers across China with a wider variety of agricultural produce at better prices, while helping farmers to increase their income. When we started six years ago, we were among the first to serve agricultural produce online. And now, we are connecting 16 million farmers to 867.3 million consumers nationwide. During China's Golden Week in October, agriculture-related orders in our platform surged 279% over the same period last year. 
We hope Pinduoduo will be the go-to platform for quality agricultural products for farmers and consumers. We look forward to leveraging our platform to help more farmers in order to improve their livelihood and benefit their communities. To this end, we will continue to focus our efforts in digital inclusion in agriculture industry. We will expand our course offering on Dodo Academy to upskill farmers on e-commerce and store operations. It helps them to control price, quantity, and in a way, their own destiny in their own hands as they can sell directly to consumers. In order to expedite agricultural digitalization, we pledge to maintain our zero commission policy on agricultural products. At the same time, we will continue to improve consumer awareness and appreciation of agricultural produce, geographical indications, and agricultural brands through technology innovations, such as live streaming, media marketing, etc. The more awareness consumers have, the more educated farmers are, the more value can be created to agricultural communities in China. We are also designing tech-enabled services to increase supply chain efficiency to the agricultural sector. One of them is to match local supply with local demand. At the same time, it helps reduce unnecessary transit to provide fresher options for consumers. To further cut down transportation time and reduce food loss and waste, we are developing proprietary technology solutions like route planning, algorithm design, analytics, and culture optimization. These solutions help to lay the foundation for an infrastructure that is more suitable for agriculture produce and more environmentally sustainable. Our efforts in applying te agricultural technology go beyond matching supply and demand and extend into identifying upstream technology solutions to improve productivity, nutritional profiles, and environmental sustainability. By strengthening agri-tech applications, we also hope to make agriculture attractive to a tech-savvy younger generation. A good example of our efforts in this area is our smart agriculture competition. It has demonstrated that precision farming techniques can make real improvements to farm output. Some teams from our competition last year have started to commercialize their te technology on strawberry cultivation, establishing them on staffs and bring tangible productivity gains to farmers. This year, we have joined forth with China Agricultural University and Zhejiang University. With technical guidance from the UN Food and Agriculture Organization and the Wahenken University and Research. In line with our priorities, we are expanding the challenge to access not just yield, but the nutritional value, environmental sustainability, and commercial viability. Contestants have adopted a multidisciplinary approach, applying nutrition science precision farming, and other relevant technology to cultivate tomatoes. The, fi the, the final thing comes from cross-disciplinary backgrounds. 
ranging from agriculture to computer sciences. Currently, they are remotely planting tomatoes in our smart greenhouse space in Yunnan. We are encouraged to see that 80% of the team members are in their 20s, bring vitality and new ideas to a traditional agricultural sector. At the same time, we are partnering with world-class agricultural institutes to offer these young agri-tech talents tailored courses and trainings on topics such as greenhouse, horticulture, crop management, and more. Agriculture is an industry with great potential for young people to see a future in technology and who aspire to make impact on society. As an agri-focused platform, we want to leverage our platform and technology to provide more opportunities for young talents to join the agriculture sector, working with them to apply technology to improve every link of agriculture supply chain. In, in, investing in technology to improve agriculture sectors is an important yet challenging task. It requires our long-term commitment, and we will be patient and systematic. We hope that through our efforts, we can help build a smarter and more sustainable future for agriculture. Last quarter, we announced the launch of a 10 billion agriculture initiative which seeks to address critical needs in the agricultural sector and rural areas. These initiatives will not be driven by profit or commercial goals, but strive to facilitate the advancement of agri-tech, promote digital inclusion, and provide agri-tech talent with greater motivation and sense of achievement. Profit from the second quarter and any potential profit in the future quarters will go into this initiative until the final goal of 10 billion is met. The profits for the third quarter will also go into this initiative. After receiving board endorsement, we held an EGM at the end of September, and the initiative was approved by our shareholders. Pinduoduo is closely connected to the communities that we operate in. Their support has been crucial in our development, and we in turn want to support them to the best of our ability. Therefore, we are committed to take on more responsibility to society. In July, we struck into action of the heavy rain struck Henan. We donated 100 million RMB to flood relief and launched a portal to support emergency relief distribution. The Dodo Grocery Network in Zhengzhou took stock of food and emergency supplies and worked with suppliers inside and outside Henan to secure and distribute necessities to our nearly 20,000 partners there. In October, we also contributed to the relief effort in Sanxi in response to the heavy rain there donating 15 million, 50 million RMB to Sanxi Charity Foundation to carry out emergency disaster relief and post-disaster reconstruction work. Looking forward, we plan to do more to contribute to a society. We will continue to
effectively leverage our platform and resources to serve our users, farmers, merchants, and their communities better. Thank you. And now, let me pass the time to Tyler. Uh, thank you, Lei. Hello, everyone. Let me begin by sharing highlights of some of our agriculture initiatives in the past quarter. Um, then I will discuss our financials for the quarter. First, uh, as part of our efforts for the digital inclusion of farmers, we initiated and supported a series of agricultural promotion activities to strengthen the direct connection between farmers and the consumers. Autumn is a harvest season, and this September, we were a main platform of the Farmers' Harvest Festival and its golden autumn consumption season. We launched the Dodo Harvest Hall and designed a series of initiatives to help farmers to sell better, including live streaming, merchant training, traffic support, etc. Over 280,000 agri-merchants participated in our event this year nearly double the number last year. In September, we joined the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs, Farmers Daily, and the China Green Food Development Center to kick off the uh, 2021 campaign of China's GI Agricultural Products Tour. The campaign helps to promote the agricultural products and their regional heritage, helping to recognize quality agricultural products across China. To support the campaign, we provided the technical and platform support. We offered online and offline training, including marketing and branding techniques tailored to GI products. During China's Golden Week in October, a time when families typically reunite and enjoy meals together, we rolled out various initiatives to make more agriculture produced across the nation easily accessible through our platform. These initiatives helped to increase agriculture-related orders, which surged 279% over the same period last year. Second, we are stepping up efforts to raise consumer awareness, appreciation, and demand for quality agricultural produce in the producing regions. In October, we launched our Apple Golden Week. Uh, we worked with farmers in six major apple-producing regions. Shanxi, Shanxi, Shandong, Gansu, Sichuan, and Xinjiang to develop a grading and direct distribution framework. This framework helps to provide consumers with delicious and high-quality apples and build awareness of the places where these apples were cultivated. As part of this initiative, our fruit selection team stationed in these regions for months to study local markets and help train high-quality Apple merchants with strong supply chain capabilities. Alongside these drives, we are also working with research institutes to implement industry standards for agricultural products. We partnered with the Jiangsu Freshwater Fishery Research Institute on industry standards for Chinese mitten crabs. These standards cover quality, size, packaging, and transport which will provide consumers with a clear basis to make an informed decision on their purchases. We hope to help farmers to promote their product, better meet the demand and the expectations of the consumers for quality goods and services, and build a sustainable business on our platform. 
Therefore, we will continue to maintain our zero commission policy for agricultural products. Now, let, let me walk through our third quarter results. Our annual active buyers for the last 12 months, ending September 30th, 2021, increased to 867.3 million, up 17.4 million from the prior quarter. Our MAU in Q3 reached 741.5 million. This is up 15% compared to the same quarter in 2020. Given our current scale, our user growth will inevitably be more moderate going forward. At the same time, as we serve a larger user base, we, are, we also face more diversified and even evolving user needs. Our task has become increasingly difficult. We hope that our younger team leaders could embrace the challenges and continue to serve users' needs innovatively. In terms of P&L, our total revenues in the quarter end, September 30th, 2021, were RMB 21.5 billion, up 51% from RMB 14.2 billion in the same quarter last year. Excluding revenues from our 1P trials, our total revenue grew by 55% to RMB 21.4 billion in Q3 2021. And the key driver was online marketing services, Online marketing services revenue was RMB 17.9 billion this quarter, up 44% compared to the same, private, uh, same period last year, primarily due to the increase in merchant activities. Our transaction service revenues this quarter amounted to RMB 3.5 billion, which is up 161% compared with the same period last year. The increase in our transaction service revenues was due to two primary factors. Number one, the increase in transaction processing fees. Number two, the service revenues that we recognized in connection with Dodo Grocery, for which we provided the fulfillment and other related services. Revenue from the merchandise sales from our 1P trials was RMB 80.1 million in Q3 uh, 2021, as compared to RMB 2 billion in the preceding quarter. Our 1P business was a temporary solution to meet the demand of our users on products which our merchant could not fulfill. As we see more products offering from our merchants, we expect contribution from 1P trials to be insignificant. Now moving on to costs and expenses. Our total cost of revenues increased from RMB 3.3 billion in Q3 2020 to RMB 6.6 billion this quarter. The increase was primarily due to higher cost of payment processing fees, cloud services fees, and the delivery and the storage fees. Total operating expenses this quarter were RMB 12.8 billion as compared to RMB 12.2 billion in the same quarter of 2020. Our total non-gap basis operating expenses were RMB 11.7 billion as compared to RMB 11.3 billion in the same quarter a year ago. Our non-GAAP sales and marketing expenses this quarter is RMB 9.7 billion, decreasing 1% compared to the same quarter of 2020. On a non-GAAP basis, our sales and marketing expenses as a percentage of our revenues this quarter was about 45%, as compared to 89% and 69% for the same quarter in 2019 and in 2020. The continued reduction in sales and marketing expenses as a percentage of revenue reflects our efforts 
to proactively reduce sales and marketing expenses as, as we gravitate to go towards more investment on R&D. On a non-GAAP basis, our general and administrative expenses was RMB 178.1 million compared to RMB 132.6 million in the same quarter of 2020. Our non-GAAP research and development expenses were RMB 1.9 billion, an increase of 30% from RMB 1.4 billion in the same quarter of 2020. This increase in R&D was primarily due to an increase in headcount and the recruitment of more experienced R&D personnel. As we continue to strengthen our technical bench to lay the foundation for future sustainable growth and continue improving our services to meet the evolving user demand, we are committed to expand our investments in R&D and expect a continued increase in R&D expenses. To sum up, operating profits for the quarter was RMB 2.1 billion on a GAAP basis, compared with operating loss of RMB 1.3 billion in the same quarter of 2020. Non-GAAP operating profit was RMB 3.3 billion, compared with operating loss of RMB 339.8 million in the same quarter of 2020. Our non-GAAP operating profit as a percentage of our revenue improved from minus 2.4% in Q3 2020 to 15.2% in Q3 2021. Net income attributable to ordinary shareholders was RMB 1.6 billion as compared to net loss of RMB 784.7 million in the same quarter last year. Basic earnings per ADS was RMB 1.31 and the diluted earning per ADS was RMB 1.15, compared with basic and diluted net loss per ADS of RMB 0.66 in the same quarter of 2020. Non-GAAP net income attributable to ordinary shareholders was RMB 3.2 billion, compared with net income of RMB 466.4 million in the same quarter last year. Non-GAAP diluted earning per ADS was RMB 2.18 compared with non-GAAP diluted net earnings per ADS of RMB 0.33 in the same quarter of 2020. In August, we announced the launch of 10 billion agriculture initiative, which aims to address the critical needs in the agricultural sector and the rural areas. The initiative would not be driven by profits or commercial goals, but strive to facilitate the advancement of agri-tech promote digital inclusion, and provide agri-tech talent with greater motivation and a sense of achievement. The initiative received shareholders' approval at the EGM hold at the end of September. Profits from the third quarter will also go into this initiative. We expect the initiative to have a near-term impact on earnings per share uh, for shareholders. That completes the profit and loss statement for the third quarter. Net cash flow provided by operating activities was RMB 8.7 billion, compared with RMB 8.3 billion in the same quarter of 2020. As of September 30th, 2021, the company had RMB 97.9 billion in cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments. With that, I conclude my prepared remarks. Thank you, Tony. For today's Q&A session, we have like. 
our Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, and Tony, our VP of Finance on the line. Preston will help translate Lay's remarks in Chinese to English for ease of reference. Operator, we may now take questions from the first analyst on the line. Certainly. If you wish to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound or hash key. Once again, if you wish to ask a question, please press star and the number 1 on your telephone keypad. Your first question comes from the line of Natalie Wu of Haikang International. Please ask your question. Hi, good evening. Thanks for uh, taking my question. Uh, I have two questions here. Uh, first of all, it seems that your sales and marketing expenses is tapering off. Uh, just wondering, are you changing your ROI for sales and marketing spending? Uh, how should investors understand your future sales and marketing strategies? Uh, this is also the second consecutive quarter that your company is showing uh, both non-GAAP and GAAP profit. We're just wondering, are you prioritizing probability over goals going forward? And uh, should the investors expect four-year probability for 2021 and going uh, onward as well? Um, and my second question is regarding the agriculture initiatives. I'm just wondering, Lezon, um, can you provide an update on the uh, 10 billion uh, initiative you started last quarter? Has any investment been reflected in the latest financial results? Uh, which financial line items have been affected? Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Natalie, for the question. And to answer your question, our high standards um, for sales and marketing investments ROI have not changed. Um, but as our user base expands and our user needs diversify, we are also constantly applying micro adjustments to our ROI model. And the goal is actually to better serve our users' diversified demand. 那么从第一天起呢，我们就希望是我们自己的能通过技术呢，提供服务，能够呃服务到最广大的这个用户群体。那么做到普惠。那那么之前呢，在用户体量比较小的时候呢，那我们投放的目标呢，可能更多的是
从而提升用户的信任度，啊、呃，提升我们在用户的呃这个心智。那这个呢，是一个我们面临的新的挑战。So when we were just starting, we were hoping that uh with the application of technology, we can serve the wider consumer pool per our principle of uh, benefit all. Uh, so when our user base was relatively small, the investment goal was actually to attract more users to get to know about us, try different features, and also try out our platform. Now, as our user base is much larger, uh, with more and more users starting to use uh, Pinduoduo, our new challenges now is uh, how can we constantly encourage them to try out new categories, to explore new experiences, and how can we actually meet their uh, changing and much higher expectations of us so that we can improve our trust and build longer-term user mindshare. 那我们一直在这个摸索和探索和调整啊，但是呢，我觉得就营销方面来说呢，我们有一点是会遵守的，就是说会呃继续的这个遵守这个这个严格的遵守这个 ROI 的要求，就是严格的呃有纪律的去安排我们的营销投入。嗯、um, ，it is a challenging task to constantly satisfy users. Uh, especially uh, given that we have such a, a large and diversified base of users. Um, it is also the challenge for our new generation of leaders. Uh, we are also learning and adjusting through iterations. But uh, one thing that is not changing is that we will continue to hold ourselves to high ROI standards in terms of sales marketing and spend our sales and marketing dollars in a highly disciplined manner. 那么与此同时呢，我们也一直在为啊公司的长期发展呢进行这个耐心的投入。那大家也可能注意到了啊，就是我们一直以来都在增加我们呃研发方面的投入。那么这个呢，也是我们未来投入的一个重点的领域吧。啊，你刚才也问到了是说这个这个 sales and marketing 和这个 profit 之间的一些关联。那这个呢，我们可以请 Tony 来说一下。Um, at the same time, we are also stepping up uh, our investment and investing patiently for long-term uh, development uh, of our company. Uh, you may have noticed that we are uh, increasing our R&D investments, uh, which is a key area for our future investments. And uh, in your question, you also touched upon uh, profitability, so let me uh, ask Tony to help address that. Okay. Uh, Natalie, coming, coming back to your question regarding the uh, you know, consecutive uh, being profitable for the past two quarters. The, the main contribution of our profitability in the past two quarters is the leverage efforts uh, from sales and marketing expenses, uh, assuming a, a declining percentage of uh, revenue. Um, but for us, the profitability is not any team's KPI internally. We are more focused on a long-term investment to address users' fundamental needs. Um, as we have been communicating with the market, uh, to us, investment into sales and marketing is similar in nature to capital expenditure, which 
uh, crystallize as user mindshare, a long-term asset for us. So th this is a strategy that we have been uh, digitally executing for the first five years and an area where we will continue to practice financial prudence. Um, it is worth to highlighting that we are shifting our focus and the investments towards R&D and expect to step up our investment there to lay the foundation for the uh, a solid long-term growth. As a result, we will expect R&D expenses to, to increase going forward. Um, uh, coming to your second question, I think uh, uh, Lei will address that question, but let me just uh, point out one uh, comment on that. I think you mentioned about the uh, financial impact in the third quarter for the 10 billion uh, program. Um, since this program has uh, only get the uh, EGM approval at the end of September, um, so in the Q3 uh, financial results, there's nothing has been uh, booked or reflected yet. Let me uh, pass the floor uh, back to you. Um, I'd like to add one more point here. So after we announced uh, our 10 billion IV initiative last quarter, uh, we have received many quality product proposals and advices uh, from various stakeholders in the industry. So together with my team, I'm also um, diligently studying uh, various proposals. And um, so that will, that will conclude the answer for this. Got it, very clear. Thank you, Leighton and Tony. Your next question comes from the line of Thomas Chong of Jeffries. Please ask your question. Hi, uh, good evening. Uh, thanks, management, uh, for taking my questions. Uh, I have uh, two questions. Uh, the first question is about the competitive uh, landscape in online shopping, as well as uh, the impact to our side due to the increase in popularity in live streaming uh, online shopping. And my second question is about our support measures. Uh, can management highlight about the support measures merchants and how should we expect the growth rate uh, between GMV and advertising uh, due to the support measures? Thank you. Uh, full of vibrancy and potential. 
uh, as we see mobile technologies um, continue to develop and uh, the relevant infrastructure continues to mature, and also at the same time consumer demand is also constantly evolving. With all these moving pieces and these changes, uh, commercially um, we do expect uh, more and more platforms uh, entering this space, and uh, this would make commercial sense. 那么最近的系列的就是监管措施呢 um, at the same time, we also noticed that uh, the recent issued rules and uh, regulatory measures uh, are promoting healthy competition and the uh, orderly development of the entire e-commerce sector. Um, in our view, we think that more competition is uh, always good in terms of uh, promoting positive benefits and providing benefits to users, the industries, and all the companies involved. 那比如说举个比例子就是我们看到的包括这个你说到的短视频平台在内的这个平台里的企业呢um, for example, uh, we have seen platform companies, including um, the short uh, video platforms, entering uh, the e-commerce sector. And to us, it, it is not surprising to see these companies uh, with um, such huge uh, user base and high user frequency, uh, such as the short video platforms, to enter this space. Um, at the same time, uh, we are also seeing more and more platforms with sizable user base and engagement level uh,安全的space。我觉得就是先讨论的可能更多是外部性的一些东西啊,那我是觉得是说一个企业要发展,最核心的还是要回到自身去理解自身到底它的存在的价值和目的是什么。那么呢,拼多多呢,是从这个农
就是我们怎么能够通过提升自身的服务，那么持续不断的去服务好消费者，同时呢，在这个过程中呢，我们是否为了这个整个社会创造了更多的价值，是否让我们所处的环境呢更加的绿色，更加的持发展更加持续？对我们来讲呢，就是赢得用户的信任，为社会创造价值呢，呃，是这个拼多多作为一家企业以来。一直以来的这样一个核心的一个策略，那么也将成为我觉得是说，使得拼多多在这个竞争的环境中啊得以立足的一个长期的一个资产。And so for us, how to serve our nearly 870 million users better and remain user-centric、uh, is our concern as a company. And so the question that we constantly ask ourselves are how could we continuously iterate to serve our users better? At the same time, are we creating value for the society?、Uh, are we promoting a greener environment and、uh, sustainability? So for us,、uh, our key strategy as a company has always been to gain user trust and to create value for society,、uh, which we believe will also become our long-term asset. Uh, thank you. Uh, the, my my next question is about uh, how should we think about the support measures、uh, to merchants and the growth rate uh between uh, GMV and advertising as a result uh, of the support measures.、Uh, thank you.、Uh, thank you, Thomas.、Um, let me try to address your question.、Um, I think your question is、uh, pretty much、uh, linked to the outlook of monetization.、Uh, let me share. Some of our views. Our strategy、uh, has always been serving our users well, as Lei just mentioned、uh, in his、um, uh, response. We believe the revenue growth and monetization are a natural result of that, and、uh, the, our merchants' ROI is already reflected in our revenues. As you can see, our revenue this quarter shows、um, the healthy ROI merchants are seeing、um, when, when they sell more on our platform. Um, we do not focus on、um, the monetization on a quarterly basis. It is a result of user satisfaction and merchants' ROI.、Uh, and our merchant,、uh, monetization rate、um, has been fluctuated in the past, and it will be the case going forward.、Um, we are also raising the bar on the quality of merchants and the products to meet our users' needs. Um, to help promote agricultural produce to users and strengthen PDD as a go-to platform for agricultural products.、Uh, therefore, we, we are committed to keeping a zero commission、uh, policy for agriculture and fresh produce. Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Your next question comes from the line of Eddie Wang of Morgan Stanley. Please ask your question. Hey, uh, thank you, uh, Lei Zong, uh, Tony Chen, for taking my question. I also have two questions. The first one is regarding the、uh, our efforts to attract more brands and、uh, you know the、uh, branded products merchants on our on our platform.、Uh, we noticed that the uh, merchant uh, merchandise service,、uh, merchandise sales actually declined significantly on quarter on quarter basis.、Uh, shall we suppose that this is say, a very Ideal progress for us in the、uh, in the last quarter actually attract、uh, attract more you know the branded uh, uh, brands in our platform. That's、uh, that's the question number one. 
And uh, the second question is about the uh, relatively weak uh, consumption environment in China since the third quarter. So uh, uh, as we uh, we see that some of the uh, you know the competitor platform they they actually has been affected by this weak consumption significantly, but some seem to be very resilient. I just want to uh, hear your view on how this uh, you know the weak consumption has been uh, you know affected uh, on PDD. Uh, especially given that we uh, uh, have high exposure to the agriculture products and uh, the, uh, for example, value for money. So that means that to our GMV growth or, or revenue growth actually is more resilient, uh, you know, under this uh, environment. Thank you.
Soul. Please hold and the conference will resume shortly. Thank you for your patience.
file operator when we resume. Thank you for standing by. We're now back on. If you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone. Your next question comes from the line of Joyce Jew of Bank of America. Please ask your question. Once again, for the line of Joyce Jew, your line is on. You may ask your question. Thanks oh, uh, thanks, management, for taking the give me the chance to um, taking my questions. I have two questions. Uh, my first question is related to um, the uh, regulatory environment. Uh, could management give us an update on the recent regulatory environment, specifically the Tencent Baba opening up affect our operations? Uh, may you also share some colors on um, if there are any regulatory measures that affect your operation. Um, and second, my question oh. is, um, we have seen our 1P business continue to decline in the third quarter. Um, does this mean that you have uh, winded down this business? Uh, any comment on the future 1P business contribution? Thanks a lot. Uh, uh,第一个问题吧,就是有关监管的啊,就是我们认为呢,呃,最基础台的一系列政策呢,都在进一步的这个推动啊,平台经济和整个行业的这个高质量的发展。那么一直以来呢,我们也是全面的拥抱和支
就是我们刚才呢就是关于有一个互联互通的这个问题那我们觉得我们也很关注相关的企业在这方面的合作和进展那我们觉得呢这对整个的行业的平台公司呢具有借鉴和学习的意义然后呢我们也在观察具体的详